Oh, hello, beloved. And hello. I'm just really happy to be back with you again. Welcome to A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary people living revolutionary lives. My name is Kevin. I host this little ditty and I love you and I hope you're doing good. I need to gush a little bit. You guys, uh, uh, my book, Bad Theology Kills, has sold over a thousand copies. And that might not sound like a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, because Lord knows it is nothing like, um, you know, a, a, be- a New York Times bestseller list. I'm not on any lists, but I am on this one. I do make it into this one statistic um, of only 10% of authors selling over a thousand copies of their book. Um, I look at academics, and this is like a light flex, but this is something that my friend reminded me of, is that I, a lot of the academics that I love and I read, um, they don't even sell a thousand copies of their book. And I'm just like, but what, huh? And so it's just, it's just, um, I just feel really proud of it for an indie book, for an indie launch, which I didn't do a great job of marketing TBH. It's just... I'm amazed at who it's finding and who it's continuing to find. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who's purchased the book. There's been a price drop. If you didn't know, now you know. You can get the book at badtheologykills.com. Thank you for your patronage. Um, yeah, speaking of Patreon, y'all, I've been keeping up with the perks. I'm actually really fucking proud of myself. Um, it might have something to do with like not being a full-time student and also trying to work a full-time job and also trying to be a content creator. Maybe it has something to do with space and time. Who knows? Um, anyways, I uh, I'm just I'm just really enjoying it. Like every single Monday, it's I, I post a new video where it's just me sharing what's going on with my life and getting in touch with y'all and hearing from you. Um, so if you've been on that Patreon game and you haven't been checking out the perks recently, get your ass over to patreon.com slash thekevingarcia and learn yourself something about it. Um, before we jump into this week's conversation, I just want to let you know, uh, the big thing coming up for us is my next workshop. It's the July workshop called Miserable to Miracle. And it's basically talking, we're going to go over the things like, what is the thing that's been making us miserable? And how can we shift our perspective and change our practices to invite ourselves into back to ourselves, back into the miracle of the present moment, the miracle of our created bodies. Um, and I'm going to be going over some ideas that I'm going to be implementing in my new group spiritual direction course. Yes, it's finally happening. Some of you've been hearing rumors. It's happening. If you want more info, thekevingarcia.com is where it's at. I think that's everything I have to say about that. Um, yeah, um, I'm also learning a lot in therapy right now, like a lot about my vulnerability and uh, how I learn to love and how I want to be loved. And oh, it's just, it's a whole lot of stuff. But my therapist, thank God for her. Um, speaking of therapy, if you're not in therapy right now, um, uh, you know, it's either because you're super well adjusted. Or maybe you can't afford it, but if you can't afford it, um, reach out to somebody. There are resources available to help get you the help you need. Oh, anyways, sorry about that. Let me tell you about the person I'm talking to today. His name is Kent Thomas. And Kent Thomas, a couple weeks ago, uh, some people reached out to me and asked if uh, I would feature Kent's story and just this, the work that he's been doing alongside uh, the hashtag Do Better Young Life. Um, and we'll get into what that hashtag is about, but, uh, basically this, uh, if you don't know what Young Life is, Young Life is a parachurch Christian organization that used college students specifically to do ministry with high school students, specifically to do evangelism, specifically to get them into certain programs, et cetera, et cetera. And then, uh, problem is, like many parachurch organizations that are also evangelical, it's still very staunchly anti-queer. And Kent, being a gay person itself and a, and a closeted gay person through a lot of his time working with Young Life, uh, basically is like, yeah, I see the harm that's doing and we have to change. And so he shares his story on the podcast today, as well as the other stories on the hashtag Do Better Young Life. So a little bit about Kent. Uh, Kent's a very gay social worker. And he cares a lot about body liberation and eating disorder recovery for queer folks. He and his husband, Mike, met at a Bible study and they live in Tacoma, Washington. He's currently helping with the hashtag, like I said, Do Better Young Life. And that is a collective 
that shares the stories of people who have been harmed by exclusion and toxic theology within the young life sphere. So uh, whatever you're doing, also just, uh, you know, content warning because everything needs content warning, obviously. Um, we really get into some of the things that we struggled with in high school and college. We talk about uh, a little bit of mild spiritual abuse um, just around like not being taken care of. So if stories like this are triggering for you, feel free to step back. But overall, you know me, it's a kiki and we're, we're, we're lulzying and we're having fun. Um, so grab yourself something to drink, something that you enjoy, um, something delightful and delicious, and enjoy this conversation with my new buddy, Kent Thomas. live in Tacoma and uh, I'm a social worker uh, and I focus right now on uh, nonprofit fundraising and I'm sort of moving in the direction of eating disorder recovery and body liberation in that realm sort of during work hours uh, and then I think what's most pertinent now is about 10 days ago uh, started the hashtag do better young life uh, hashtag and I think right now that's kind of been an all-consuming. It's hard to answer that question without talking Would you about. Say it would this. be an all-consuming fire. All-consuming fire. All yes. Con- <laughs> uh, is that like a Hillsong? Yeah. Sort of thing? Okay. No, yes. I think it was um, Kim Walker when she was still Kim Walker and Kim not Kim Walker Smith. All-consuming fire, you're my heart's desire. Wow. We're just going to sing that same melody over and over and over again, not actually write. Well, and <laughs> yeah, and that's like, I feel like all those, all these references I keep, I've forgotten because I've been out of this world for a few years and now I'm like and back then you in stumbled, it. And then you, you stumbled into a queer witch yeah. who, loves, who loves Jesus. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's like, I'm very gay, uh, at least formerly Christian, still like caring a lot about how uh, my Christian faith like formed me as a person uh, and trying to like figure out how do I live into that right. uh, now. So, yeah, that's Yeah, and so when you started the hashtag Young Life Do Better, a couple people sent me your stuff and I was like, this is actually really important because I was a part of, you know, who wasn't a part of Young Life if you were in like some sort of like white suburbia. Definitely. Of some kind. And my family lived in a lovely, like, you know, we went from, like, middle, lower class to the low end of upper class. And I didn't okay. realize this till much later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was there, and, like, we lived in a golf course neighborhood. And wow. Went okay. to... And, you know, the one popular kid in the neighborhood, like, invites me over to hang out. It turns out to be a fucking Young Life meeting. Yikes. And that's how kids, that's how they that, did you. It's the, it's the bait and switch, yeah. <sighs> yeah, and, and I, we are, I think, that, yeah, that's an aspect of young life that uh, I grew up from, like, mm-hmm. day one to 24 as a part of young life. And that, like, used to be such a normal, mm-hmm. chill thing to do, to, like, pretend it was a cool, fun party, and then there's, like, a Jesus talk at the end. And, uh... Mm-hmm. Or, or, like, let's, um, you know, if you want to pray with us, we'll, like, go in another room and pray with you. <laughs> oh, God, yes. So, yeah. as somebody who was, like, a budding homosexual, I was, like, confessing to these college-age people who had no pastoral training whatsoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meant well, of course. Like, I don't fault them for no... Not... Right. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, but you, let's talk about your young life experience. You yeah. were you were in it, in it, in it. In it. Uh, yeah, I think from, yeah, just like quick background about young life for me. Like my, my dad was like, his life was fully changed by young life. Like without young life, I wouldn't be alive. He would be in a completely different space. Real quick, and, for yeah. the humans who don't know what young life is. Oh God, quick de- yeah. Quick description. So it's like a... It goes. So it's a ministry that shares 
about Jesus and Christianity, mostly in public schools around the country and also around the world uh, in a lot of international places. Uh, and I think it it brands itself as a very like progressive, forward-thinking, uh, cool club that like so cool so literally cool. the coolest yeah and their like their strategy is to find the coolest kid in the school they call them key kids and then they target them and then they bring their friends and then it's the cool thing to do and then under that it's like this f- extremely conservative theology uh very anti-gay uh, and it, it's hard because Young Life does it provides a social framework and some really good meaning making opportunities for youth mm-hmm. but when it comes with uh, exclusion of queer people and like but it's not a cult but cult like tendencies of like sort of infiltrating I, call, I call those spaces cult adjacent yeah, yes cult adjacent um yeah, so that's Young Life, and my uh, parents throughout childhood would were like fundraisers. They would, uh, every year we would, my dad started, this was called the Young Life Barbecue. It was like a huge fundraiser every day, every year for about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I just grew up in the water of Young Life, and it was my community, my friend group, the way I made meaning of my life uh so as a gay kid it was uh it wasn't even like in my head i'm gay and i just can't be gay it was like i'm not gay because that is literally not a possibility like oh same yeah okay (laughs) yeah because like i was called a fag from like sixth grade on Mm -hmm. but i'm like no not me yes can't can't be couldn't be yeah and oh i stumbled across gay porn and really liked it but no i'm not and i oop <laughs> yeah um yeah so, listen we're not we're not here to say that just because you watch gay porn one time that makes you gay no no or that if you've had some sort of like homosexual sexual experience that it makes you gay right but i'm also saying that it doesn't not not make you uh i think that you live in the universe exactly of, yeah of queerness yes very much i think uh yeah, very much creating space for that. But yeah, I but think also, let's f- be honest, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I think that like, in some ways, that was it was harder for me to like not be able to even recognize to myself who I was. Like, I was doing so many theological, emotional gymnastics to like prevent myself from being honest. Uh, and I think that just like did a number on me as a kid and like I would do everything to uphold Young Life's policies uh, and it yeah to this day I'm still unpacking how it's uh, really negatively impacted my body my life yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard it's a whole fucking ton because like especially in in our teen years when desire is beginning to express itself mm-hmm. and we start to demonize those desires it's like we learn from a very young age you are the problem and you are broken and if you can you need to fix this if you want to be yes. right with god and by right with god we mean right with us the church the organization mm-hmm. the belief system yeah and i over the last 10 days there's been from like young life supporters there's been this idea that like mm-hmm queer people are having fun like poking young life and like trying to call young life on what they're doing but it's not like all of us have been significantly harmed and it's like it has it's not a fun time to remember what happened uh and because trauma is not trendy right yeah that's the thing it's like it's so interesting that, that there's part of the rhetoric from the religious right in general that talks about oh it's just the trendy thing to do people just think it's fun to start and like they'll start throwing around words like cancel culture not Mm. even knowing the origins of what it actually means and two it's like do you think it's fun for me to have to talk about how I got kicked out of my church again do you think it's fun for me to talk about how I needed to repress my sexuality as a teen 
to survive? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's fun for me to talk about that? No. Right. Yeah. Oh, it blows my mind. Yeah, and it is like, yeah, like you're saying, it's just, it's an it's an all encompassing thing to go back. Like these last ten days, I I haven't been my normal like gay yay out kent it's like i'm i'm the eighth grader that like spent hours Mm. in my bathroom praying my sister thought i was like doing porn or something you know i was doing porn in the bathroom she was like kent what are you doing in there and i couldn't i just i don't even know what i said but i couldn't be like i'm trying to pray not to be gay uh i wish you would have I know. Yeah. I could have been doing so many other good things during that time. Uh, But yeah, so right now it is like with, with telling my story with Do Better Young Life and then witnessing the stories of other people, uh, I'm really hoping that Young Life leadership and the Young Life supporters are like seeing these and not seeing it as a like, fuck you, Young Life and like, I'm just trying to take revenge, but like I am genuinely reaching mm-hmm. back into like one of the hardest, uh, most isolating experiences of my life to yes. show you and to prevent this from happening to others. Yeah. Um, cause God. that's really the thing is like, I, I, everyone's out like the Christians are convincing themselves that like the gays are trying to cancel you. Some right. of us are, and with good reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. two thousand years, and like, let's look at your track record, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is. It's like I could care less about what you believe or what you practice or like what you actually think about me. What I care about are those kids. Yes, and I know as a kid who, uh, you know, thought about killing myself all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And this is another thing I think about too. Um, Kevin, when you're listening back to this later, make sure you put a trigger warning at the top of the episode. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I, like, it's this... I still think about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people out there who have struggled with suicidal ideation or attempts Yeah. who, even to this day, we still think about it. And some people are just like, oh, I shouldn't have that thought. I'm just like, well, you did. Yes. Not, it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that you had a thought. Yeah. And that doesn't make you bad. It means that like you want to escape suffering. Yeah, definitely. And the the thing about it is, is that kids these days, they'll do it Mm. and they are doing it. Mm. That's Mm -hmm. the problem. Definitely. Kids are killing themselves. Yes. And it has to do, like we can draw a direct correlation between a ministry that said, we're going to help pray this out of you and the people who are taking their lives because I think that God hates them. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that is... I think of that thing of, like, uh, Jesus, like a good tree can't bear bad fruit. Like, Come on. That is... And I'm, like, so... Uh, I'm feeling compassion for younger Kevin and current Kevin in that. Like, that is... Mm. It's such a hard... Uh, and to, like, have to carry that and also... I know for me is I grew up in growing up in Young Life and my church it was two of the biggest things were gayness and then also very weirdly uh, there was a lot of anti-fatness in our about like gluttony or right. you know what all that and so I think for me uh, as a kid who was like, especially as like eighth grade rolled around and my feelings about men were like becoming blossoming, too, blossoming to like further than my capacity to ignore mm-hmm. them. It was like, right. well, this is exploding. So I'm, I have to do everything I can to make my body quote unquote good in other aspects. Yes. So with that, like <sighs> fully developed an eating disorder, uh, mm-hmm. for, well over a decade and I just within the last year and a half have like gone to treatment for that and I'm like in the recovery process but that's the thing like this doesn't out of you oh (laughs) thank you Kevin uh yeah and it's like this it doesn't end it's not like oh it made me sad as a teen and now I'm living my life it's Mm -hmm. like it's still here and that's why I'm like like 
even though I'm not in the Christian world, I can't not care about this. Yeah. And I think really it's because it's like you said, I've been back in eighth grade self all week Mm -hmm. because the eighth grade self is finally ready to stand up for himself a little bit and say, this happened to me. Mm -hmm. And in that, like, this is kind of some work that I do with, uh, my coaching clients oh, cool. is if there is a moment of your past that you still, when you think about it, your emotions are just triggered and you're back there. It's data. It doesn't mean that you're mm. bad or broken or just you're immature. It means that something hard happened to you. Yes. It means that you had a trauma. You had a soul wound mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and soul wounds. Just, they keep bleeding. They don't clot over. They bleed and they bleed and they bleed. And so you like, you're just walking around your entire life with your hand over a wound Yeah. until you open up and you show somebody and you say, this is what happened to me. And they said, Oh my God, can I stitch that up for you? Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. we can begin the healing process when we show a doctor, quote, unquote, and the, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It, you doing this, I think is both, uh, because you want to care about these kids coming after you. And also, it is an act of compassion towards eighth grade you. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade Kent is like, I'm so fucking tired of having to defend myself against this thing that was a fucking lie. Yes. Yeah, and it has this week for me personally, has for all the stress that it's been and like the hard parts, it's also felt healing because mm-hmm. it does feel like a wound that's been hidden and isn't getting air for so long. And then it's like mm-hmm. every person who's reading my story feels like another, it's like to be seen feels mm-hmm. really healing. And and that's like, no matter what Young Life does with this, that's something that we can hold on to that like people sharing out of their capacity to share is like, uh, mm-hmm that's healing and for a lot of people it's they aren't ready and i fully support Mm. that it's not the right time for everyone but yeah i would i would for me i'm not a therapist i'll push back on that okay it's like i think we're out of time i I mean sure i think it's time for us to start even uh young life has to change it's so true yes it's like I know that everyone's on their journey, and that's fine. You can be on your journey. But I'm, I want to talk about harm reduction, mm. and I want to talk about giving people the space. Like, my mama, I always I said, Mom, you can be whoever you want to be. I'm just telling you that if you want to show up for my life, this is what it looks like. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and, and I'm talking about queer people who aren't ready oh, to share their stories. But that, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I missed that detail, sorry. No, young, young life people have no excuse to not, mm-hmm. you know, and peop, allies, like, there's no excuse to not. I, yeah. I just want to provide space for, like, queer people who aren't ready oh, to share yeah. a traumatizing experience. And also, uh, like, recognizing that when you do, it doesn't have to be, like, what you and me are doing. Yes, 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 yes. Because, like... I feel like there's a lot of people who will look at these com- look at coming out stories online, or they'll look at um, uh, someone unpacking their their trauma as a way to um, help change the world and change mm-hmm. systems and policies. And they think, oh, I have to do that too. Coming right. out looks like this big painful thing where I have to perform my trauma for the world in order for it to be validated. Exactly. And that's not true. Not at all. Yeah. The, your coming out process can look like you tell your mama and that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you can tell your therapist, you're like, you know, it doesn't have to be an online thing. I had a friend of mine found out just a few months ago that they was gay. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Wow. I thought you too. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and it's like, love that. that's wonderful because it's spacious and mm. good. And like, it didn't yes. look anything like mine. I found out by accident, which is kind of kind of nice. You found out you were gay by accident? Oh, no, I found out they were gay by accident. Oh, okay. Because, like, I was going through my friends list and deleting people who I hadn't talking, talking, spoken Talk. to. God, my southern, <laughs> my southern English is so southern. Love like, it. I wasn't talking to them for a long time. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I was, like, coming across, like, oh, I haven't seen what you've been up to in, you know, 14 years. And then I put I put in there and it was just like her chopped hair off with girlfriend. I'm like, oh, yeah, yay, like, yeah. It, I think that is an important point because my uh, 
I'm an Enneagram one. And Aww, so cute. like kind of like the reformer part of me is like it's very natural to mm-hmm. find it healing to like do what I'm doing now. Uh mm-hmm. but that my husband is I think he's an Enneagram nine. And also whatever, we don't have to reduce no. ourselves to Enneagram numbers. But it, it is uh, a health it's a it's a language and a tool that many people know. So yeah. it's not bad either. Yeah. So like I think for for him he goes about it an entirely different way and it's all it's all all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like I think about my best friend is a nine and uh the thing I've heard people say about nines is that they can see the world through everybody's eyes except for their own. Mm, mm. And so the way they go about, you know, doling out justice is like making sure there's equilibrium. Um, sure. And I personally love ones the most, especially as like work oh. colleagues. Okay. Because eights, we just know that we want to do something. We might not always like, we always have like the right intention and the right energy behind it. Uh-huh. Ones help I think there's a right and a wrong way to do things. I want, I'm a sledgehammer at all times. A sledgehammer (laughs) is not always necessary. And and, and a one can see where those things are. So it's just, it's such a gift to have. It's a discerning mind. And I'm trying to learn that, especially now, like I, my discerning mind needs Mm -hmm. some help sometimes for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I think with this, uh, with do better young life it is yeah mm-hmm. like when right now i feel like a group of us are working on this and right now we're trying to like provide space for young life we're mm-hmm. waiting to hear back from them we're like so it's like it's not yet sledgehammer time but yeah. it's and we're also keeping open to like if young life isn't listening and they show they don't care then it's sledgehammer time or it's or it's step back and watch it burn, watch it burn. on its own. Like, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, because so. often that's always, like, the church is already on fire. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just, we're out here just like, get out, yes. get out. And they're just like, it's good to see you too. <laughs> All-consuming <like>, fire. <laughs> All-consuming fire. <laughs> that's the name of this fucking episode right there. <laughs> Maybe the YG do better slash all-consuming fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I... Ugh, this this time has like I would be interested w- what your because uh, you've been in the mm-hmm. Christian faith world for a long time and you've uh, f- for for my well being I kind of had to escape it mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to be in that world but I was like I, it's too hard right. so it, you as someone who has been able to be a part of this world and have those conversations what yeah what's for you, what do you think about this and all that? Yeah, um, I am in, uh, I live, my, one of my friends slash mentors is Dr. Robin Henderson Espinosa, okay. and they're a trans, non-binary, Latinx activist, theolo- activist and public theologian. Quite a title. Yeah, um, yeah, love it. And something Dr. Robin and I always talk about is like, um, where power lies and mm. how power is distributed and excuse me like what's mm. at the roots of so many of these program systems churches mm. and big C church so when I look at like the big C church as it was established by the, like when I say big C church I basically mean holy Roman empire onward okay okay Um, because the holy Roman empire was established to control populations Hmm. to control the swelling of various and differing ideas that flourish throughout the the mid east um within mysticism within christianity um all got trampled out at the council basically by the council of trent when they decided what's going to be canon and what's not Hmm. excluding so many different texts like early christian texts like there's a beautiful poem called the um uh, it's called Thunder, and then in parentheses, Perfect Mind. Hmm. And the first line is, uh, I am the virgin and I am the whore. Ooh. And I'm like, now that is a holy text I can get <laughs> I love behind. that. Wow. So there's things like that. There's the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, the Gospel of Philip, the Gospel of Thomas. Um, all of these early writings. The Acts of Paul and Thecla. Hmm. Did you know that... <laughs> 
<laughs> I pretend I know what that is. <laughs> no, Thecla was like one of the f- one of the first uh, woman women to join um, the movement or the way that, as the legend goes, or the story goes, she was a uh, a noble woman's daughter, and she stood outside of her window listening to Paul three. Preach for three days and three nights, huh. and went to Paul and said, "I believe that Jesus is the Christ, and I want to follow the way." She was just like so caught up, and she's like, "I'm ready for this. I want to hmm. do this." And he's like, "You can't do this. You're a beautiful woman. You're going to get distracted. People are going to attack you, or you know, do worse." She shaved her head, <laughs> cut all her shit off. She's like, "Now what? I'm ready." Wow. <laughs> um, and he wouldn't baptize her. Paul wouldn't uh. baptize her, and so by the time. Fast forward to uh, she has been captured by the Romans and she's not a Roman citizen uh, for being a Christian and she gets thrown into the lion's den and apparently, or like into the the, the arena and it said uh, when the lions, when they sent the lions out to eat her, the lions literally just came up and nuzzled her and just like loved on her and so they had to send actual gladiators and so before... My package just arrived. Oh, yay. Thanks, Amazon. <laughs> Ooh. Like, you know, I cancel myself. It's fine. I, uh, yeah. That's my Same. thing. It's just like, this is going to be off the record. I'm going to edit this. Maybe okay. I'll edit this out. I don't know. I tried <laughs> it to be as truthful as possible. I still eat Chick-fil-A sometimes. And... <gasps> Here's the thing. People who say, you can't eat a Chick-fil-A, it's anti-gay. I'm just like, you order from Amazon. Uh, yes. You watch RuPaul. RuPaul fracks. No, okay. I have stopped RuPaul. That, too much with him. But Another story for another time. Yes. Uh, Actually, do you want to come on my uh, other podcast called Thoughts and Prayers where we can just dish about things that we... Please. I think that <gasps> sounds real fun. Oh, my God. Um, what was I talking about just a moment ago before? Uh, Chick-fil-A getting canceled. Uh... Acts of Paul and Thecla. I... Okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thecla, of course. Also, okay, wait, real quick, can you edit this part out? If you, it, whatever. But my cousin owns Chick-fil-A in Tacoma. Like, in Tacoma, <laughs> mm-hmm. she owns them all. And I absolutely hate Chick-fil-A, but I do feel awkward about publicly being like, fuck Chick-fil-A, because... Mm-hmm. It's like her livelihood. So, yeah, it's, whatever. My mother was a manager for 13 years. <gasps> wow. Made okay. a $2 million store. She only, my mother, I have such admiration for her, and I talk about her all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, she has a high school diploma, and even in the midst of, like, you know, when she was running a store, made it a $2 million store, got a divorce, paid off of her debt. Wow. And, helped me, get, and helped me get through school. Ugh. Amazing, and still is helping me out. She's actually uh, she's putting the down payment on my house. <gasps> get. Oh, mom! Um, I'm like, girl, you're helping generate generational wealth for your family. Look yes. at you. That's so nice. Um, anyways, Thecla. Thecla. <laughs> as the gladiators are coming out to slay her, she apparently said, "In the name of Christ Jesus, I baptize myself," and fell backward into this pool of water, and baptized wow. herself into the kingdom. Whoa. So, wow. So there's all these different amazing stories of faith that center women, first Uh, of all, uh and other marginalized identities that were just like cut out of the story of Mm. who Jesus was. Not to mention, uh, I look at the Bible now and I see it as academically dishonest because we know now that most of the New Testament actually wasn't written by Paul. It was written by people who wrote in the hand of Paul or in the style of Paul. And yet... In one, you know, in Galatians, it says there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free. Hmm. And then family codes, huh. slave codes from the same hand doesn't make sense. You know why? Because it wasn't the same person. Wow. And so yeah. when I look at how, oh, I said, oh, they arranged this thing hmm. to tell a very specific story. Yeah. And for me, it's like, so you mean that we're allowed to broaden our horizons. So going back to the original question of how I've been able to stay in the world, that's where we were. (laughs) Because the Bible for me, A, for a lot of people, the Bible is the big hang-up. It's just like, well, I thought it was the uh, the word of God TM, and now it's not. I'm like, it's a word of God. Mm -hmm. It is a word of God from the lips of other people who were trying to follow God and getting it wrong a lot. And so Mm -hmm. I see it as this 
larger collection of stories that like I am also a part of. Um, and, re and recognizing that it's imperfect. We are understanding more about like how, it, the more we understand about the world, the more we understand about the world in which it was written, and the more we can understand about the depth of poetry that they were getting at, mm -hmm. things that they were intuiting without scientific data. You know, yeah, definitely. stuff about the soul that we lose sight of within an age of enlightenment. Hmm, hmm. Um, so for me, the Bible is a good tool because it's still poetry. It's a language in which yeah. for me to work and it allows me to do the work of helping the people that I'm most able to help. Mm -hmm. So I work with a lot of post-Christians or people who are just on the outside of it or people who are beginning to be disillusioned mm -hmm. on reconstructing new spiritual practices. And I also like, I love doing it through practices like tarot mm -hmm. and, and magical practices because Definitely. I'll be doing a tarot reading and I'm like, hmm, hold on. You know that story about the prodigal son? <laughs> We're just like, you're not the prodigal son. You're the older brother. You are ah. angry about what you have and not grateful. What's going on here? Let's dig it up. Okay. And it's like, I can use this modality and stories that are familiar to a lot of Western mm. Southerners, mm -hmm. um, Southerners in the U.S., and uh, they get it yeah. because it's a language that works. And so for me, Christianity is a language and a modality to help get people beyond the need to label themselves as a Christian. Mm -hmm. Because for me, it's like, I love Jesus. Don't yeah. give a fuck about the label. Yeah, and that like... Like you were saying about, uh, I think for me, as with the Bible, as I let go of the need to take it all literally and mm -hmm. somehow make it all make sense with like in one fell like all truth swoop, yeah. uh, I I'll be like thinking and yeah, the, this life, death, resurrection of Jesus makes so much more sense. It's like mm -hmm. I need I need to die to my ego self. I need mm -hmm. to like continue to un unlearn my ego responses mm. Mm. in order to like respond from a truer part of myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and yeah, there's, there's a, so much more meaning when it's the Bible says it and I have to mm -hmm. believe it. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. but it's so all... we, lo we lost our whole young life crowd. If any of them oh. were listening now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is that we are passionate about young life folks being able to get to a conversation like this. Yes. Being able to, cause like, hell, like, can you imagine if you, if we, if God, so I'm such a fucking Christian sometimes. <laughs> it's like, what if we equipped college students who were very mindful to go teach high schoolers about the value of forgiving yourself mm -hmm. and holding space for them and not in, in any sort of judge, like young life is not a bad thing. Right. They just have really bad theology. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so therefore, it becomes a bad thing. Yes. And I was just talking with one of the organizers yesterday and like about all the good Young Life is doing. Like their material, mm -hmm. helping people get food, helping people have access to social connection. Like our first hope is that Young Life could change and all that mm -hmm. good stuff could stay and even more good stuff could happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then I, there's this reality that is, if they ever became affirming, their their funding would drive like that. It would go away, and they have so many other issues other than mm -hmm. like not being affirming, which are like our open letter sort of gets to it. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, so we we hope that to some capacity they can change. But like you said, right now it is seeming like it's about the money for Young Life. And, oh, uh, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's about, been about the money for forever. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Because when you create a church or a model of a parachurch para, para ministry that is modeled like a business, mm -hmm. you run it like a business. Yes. And not like a spiritual community. Yeah. And that is what it boils down to. And I think, honestly, that is, if I were to pin money is the root of all evil, LOL. Mm. <laughs> but really, like, the most deep spiritual community I have found this side of church, or this, it's I still go to, a, I go to a queer black Baptist church here in Atlanta. It's like, what am I saying? Poster. But like, everybody at my church is like, the best kinds of people. We got mm. atheists who come hang out with us. I got a couple witch witchy friends who still come to church and hang out with me because I'm witchy. <laughs> and we got black people and trans people. So I'm like, I'm still 
in a church, mm-hmm. but like it's a radical like church that like follows the black Baptist tradition of abolition and yeah. doing anyways. Uh, yeah. You, and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like similarly, I, for, for me a church, I owe my coming out to a church called mm-hmm. urban grace in Tacoma. And like, for me, there's there's so much community and spirituality mm-hmm. and depth outside of the narrow confines of mm-hmm. Young Life-esque theology. Um, and it's so freeing. Like, I, I just, like, I every time I think of that church and the pastor who, like, helped me come out, I, like, mm-hmm. get teary because it's, like, they saved me from yes. an entire life of hiding from myself. Um, so it's, like... An entire like, life of sorrow. Yes. And... I th- I really hope these young life and similar organizations and churches just like recognize that their success right now is on the backs of queer youth mm-hmm. who are like so isolated and harmed by this and it would also be in their best interest to change like if they care at all about their 10 year forecast they need to oh, change oh yeah because by um, the time the funders that are funding them now die. Mm-hmm. You got nothing. Yes, you've got nothing left. Um, do you? Speaking of affirming queer youth organizations, do you know about the lovely organization called Beloved Arise? <gasps> Love them. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to. I need to get in touch with them and get him get them on the cast. But when I saw yeah. that, I'm just like, that's a need. Yes. And as yes. somebody who is also a former youth worker, like a youth ministry leader. Uh huh. I still miss it. I love stupid games. <laughs> I love... What did we play Gaga Ball? Did you ever play Gaga? Gaga oh my ball? god. Gaga Ball. Right? Is that... Yes! <laughs> okay. And you're in the octagon? Yes. I was not good at it at <laughs> all. But I loved it. Uh, yes. That, that's. It is such a fun atmosphere. And uh, yeah, Beloved Arise is the most exciting organization to me in this realm mm-hmm. of like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as, like, queer faith organizations, like, beginning to take uh, shape in whatever this brave new world is going to be. I can't wait till we have a vaccine. Because once we have a vaccine, it's going to be amazing. And I have a big, fat dream of having a big old queer adult camp. Oh. (laughs) And it's going to be wild. And, like, I want to have, like, one thing in the evening labeled as not church. Okay. Um, and so when we go in, there's going to be a house band, but we're just going to be playing inspirational pop music. Love it. I'm like, because like there's a, there's just so many good pop songs that like for me because I'm a worship artist, uh, I'll still like, <laughs> I, I've told I sang um, who she sang Maggie Rogers. We sang Maggie Rogers in church on oh. a couple Sundays ago. Okay, I need to be up to date on her. I just I hear about her, but. I feel like I'm a bad gay for not knowing who she is, but no, you're not a bad gay. It's just you, you focus your energies on certain things that are important to you. Um, cause like, like there's the Carly Rae Jepsen's and all that. Yes. So. Carly Rae Jepsen is a very important person. And, and like, <laughs> and I also think like, what's a good song that we could bring in of hers? Um, Oh man. I'm, trying to... I'm in love with comeback right now. I, I, I like her new album that just mm. came out. Mm-hmm. But a lot, a lot of people are not huge fans. But uh, anyways. <laughs> Listen, there are two kinds of people in this world. Carly Rae Jepsen fans and people who are uh, horrible. Mm. And we are both fans of Carly Rae We're both fans. Yeah. So we're not horrible. Praise God. Um, before, I know we're getting close to time. Yeah. And uh, I would love, but seriously, I'm going to hit you up so we can do an episode of Thoughts and Prayers because that would just be fun. That you sounds cool- really fun. You have a great personality. You can talk really good. And oh. <laughs> uh, I just would love to get to know you more and be able to support you in whatever way possible. Um, same same to you. And I uh, was so nervous for this. It's oh. my first ever thing like this. So thank you for uh, those words of encouragement. <laughs> yeah. No reason to be nervous. If you bring this kind of this air of just like, I'm here, it's fine. I always think the best podcasts are the ones where it's just naturally flowing conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, I didn't have to pull anything out of you. That's another good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause sometimes like with, with people, it's just like, <sighs> okay, so you had a, you had a very final statement there. You got to sure. lead it where you want to. Anyways, 
Yeah. Uh, tell humans on the internet where they can connect with you, with Young Life Do Better, and anything else you just want to share. Anything else you want to promote, lift up to the congregation? Yeah, so uh, the biggest thing is uh, Do Better Young Life social medias. So on Instagram, it's uh, at do better underscore young life. And uh, there in our bio, there's a link that then brings to all the action steps. So there's mm-hmm. opportunities to share your story, which were those are the cornerstone of this mm-hmm. process. So please share stories uh, to... Then there's also a petition and an open letter that uh, we just shared yesterday and uh, is a very, uh, that's also, that'll help us sort of collectively show Young Life that they need to change and that uh, thousands of people care about this. Mm -hmm. Then there's opportunities to email leadership and the board of trustees. Mm -hmm. uh, And I'd say the board of trustees email is one of the also very important parts of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And with, then it's do better underscore YL on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, the, on both of those, especially the Instagram, there's really heartfelt stories that mm-hmm. I'd encourage people to read through and uh, checking the hashtag do better young life on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, so it's it's based on stories and we're just trying to get the word out in every like every sign every email Mm -hmm. shows young life that people care about queer youth bipoc and low-income youth who Mm -hmm. are being uh, either explicitly or implicitly excluded Mm -hmm. um and they just absolutely need to change Uh, Mm um and then i i briefly mentioned that i uh had an eating disorder and i am kind of moving in that direction for how i care about the world and try to create space in the Mm -hmm. world, especially for gay men in Mm -hmm. this. So uh, that Instagram is Kent Thomas MSW, uh, and I'd welcome people to Mm -hmm. come check it out. Uh, Yeah, yeah, but the biggest thing right now, do better young life. We just, we're keeping the pressure on them. So let's fucking do it. Let's burn their shit to the (laughs) ground. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for agreeing with me. I know. Yes. Because people are just accusing us of like actively trying to tear something down. But I am like, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. There's a part it's of like, me that's like, watch it burn because it motherfucking burned our lives. So like, yes, burn forever. Mind. Yes. And if you can change, great. Some of us will be there to support you in that. Also, some of us will forever be mad. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's like, I hope they repent. I hope they change their mind. And I hope they change my mind about them. Exactly. But the thing about it is, I don't believe they will. And I'm not putting my hope in it. So you know what I mean? You know what I'm focused on? Saving those babies. Save the youth. And that was my conversation with Kent Thomas. Kent, thank you so much for coming on, for being vulnerable, for sharing part of yourself, and also for having a good time with me. I really did have a really great time talking with you. So thank you again. Um, Everybody remember to check out the hashtag Young Life Do Better all over the internet and be sure to elevate those voices out there who need to be elevated, who are fighting to be heard elsewhere. Um, Kent, thank you again so much. And that's it. Um, I'm not going to give you the stuff. You, you remember. Go buy the book. Make sure you sign up for the workshop. Space is limited. There's only like 39 more spots left. <laughs> only 39. But still, that shit's going to fill up quickly, I think. Yeah. It probably will. Why wouldn't it? You know? <laughs> wow. Um, it is late night where I am. I need to go to bed soon because my insomnia has been killing me. So let's do the credits. Attending Revolution is supported by 119 amazing humans on Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's the thing that makes all the creative juices actually flow. And by that, I mean it helps compensate and pay the creatives in your life for creating the content that matters. So if you thought this podcast was important, I would encourage you, please become a sustaining partner over on Patreon. 
You know you're not going out to dinner as much. You know you got a little extra coin. You ain't spending $25 going to the movies. Also, I don't know if it'll ever be safe to go to a movie theater. Um, ooh, that's a, another thing for another time, isn't it? LOL. Anyways, um, check it out. There are amazing perks. And also, if you want to go to the workshop uh, and you want to pay a cheaper price, just become a Patreon supporter at 25 bucks a month or more because the workshop's 33 so like it just makes sense to me you know what i'm saying um i don't have anything else to say that besides follow me across social media at the kevin garcia please leave us a review and rating in itunes also if you if you read my book could you please go to amazon and leave a review i know it's a little bit like you got to go push buttons and actually write something but getting those reviews actually really does help in the grand scheme of things and until we can tax jeff bezos for uh the taxes he owes i apparently owe the government three thousand dollars and so i gotta get some extra cash so buy buy it for a friend buy it for yourself um i love you uh, and I'm really, really proud of the work you're doing. I know that you've been probably like hanging on by a thread. Maybe you've been really super fucking sick. Maybe someone you know has been sick. Maybe you've lost somebody recently um, to one thing or another. And maybe you're still reeling from the death of uh, Breonna Taylor, whose uh, killers, those police, have still not been brought to justice. So please do what you can. Keep her name in your mouth. Say her name and keep her family in your prayers. We will not stop until we get justice for Breonna Taylor because black lives matter. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything I've been seeing. Continue to take care of yourself, my baby. I'm so serious. I know I talk about it all the time, but I really do mean it at the end of every episode when I say, take your meds, drink some water, make sure you're getting enough sleep, make sure you eat something delicious and move your body. That's the basics of self-care. And like, we don't need, we weren't even trained how to do it. And I tell you what, if you give yourself the time for yourself, you will feel better. And why wouldn't you want to feel better? Give yourself some space. You deserve it. Your body deserves it. She, he, they deserve to feel good. You deserve to feel good. So fight for your body. Your body deserves to feel good. Because why the hell else are you here on this plane anyways? You know what I'm saying? Ugh. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking. I love you so much. This has been another episode of A Tiny Revolution. My name is Kevin Garcia, and I'll talk to you next week, babe. Bye.